I'm three, two, one. Hi there, I'm Isaac, and I lit the first flame. And I'm Claire, and I color outside the lines. And this is Make, Make That, that game. game, where we pitch the latest, greatest, new video game ideas that will never be made. Yeah, hey Claire, how's it going? How hey. uh, color it outside the lines? What does, what is that? That doesn't sound like gaming at all. Yeah, well, it is. Let me tell you because I have been playing Mario Paint. No, no, oh. but I have been playing Chicory, which I mentioned last last episode. Uh, but last episode, I tried it for about fifteen minutes, so I hadn't gotten in. Now I'm deep in Chicory, deep and that's in Chicory. pretty much all I've been playing gaming wise this week. Um, wow, 20 and hours. I'm gonna, uh, I don't think that long. I didn't even look, <laughs> I don't think so, but but a good amount. I will, um, I will talk about it in our honks and bonks section in more detail, but I have been really, really enjoying it. And the general premise is you have a paintbrush, you can kind of like paint around the world. So that okay, and I have no uh affinity for detail, so. <laughs> I Perfect. Outside the lines. What about you? What have you been playing lately? Well, all right. Uh, I am still on the Elden Ring train. It is an enormous game. I like you're going to say it's an enormous games. train. <laughs> it is also that. It's an enormous train. And I don't know. I've just been uh, going around fighting things that I shouldn't be fighting. Just I am definitely not doing things that I'm supposed to be doing like they they have so the game is designed in such a way where you can basically handle everything at any given level as far as I can tell and but there is like clear delineations where oh in this area if you're not a certain level or have certain stats everything will kill you in one attack and it will take you a hundred million attacks like you just won't do enough damage to get through the health pools of these things i am completely ignoring all the signs that this game is giving me that i am under healthed and under damaged and i am just hitting my head against walls that i want to hit my head against this game is clearly telling me that i'm supposed to fight a certain boss but i'm actually scared of that boss for some reason, I've never tried him. I don't even know what he's like. He could be the easiest thing in the world, but I'm just not fighting him and I'm just finding any excuse to do anything else. But besides mm-hmm. that, besides that, because like this turned into the Pokemon Legends Arceus <laughs> podcast for about yeah, three it's not, weeks. It's I, not I Legends of Arceus. It's Legends colon Arceus. Who yes. knew? <laughs> Who so, knew? I'm going to try to avoid turning this into an Elden Ring podcast, especially because that would just be you going, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sounds spooky. Sounds, sounds like the worst Dangerous. game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this to yourself? Interesting. Okay. So I read a description of like the Souls-like games, which that means like Dark Souls or technically Demon Souls was like the first in this genre of like very hard games. And then Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, and now Elden Ring. And then there's a couple other games like it. But I read a description of these games. The 
reason people play it so i guess there's two types of people that play them people who are masochists and -hmm. just enjoy the pain that the games cause them and then yeah (laughs) and then the other group of people which is basically me are the people who see these games as haunted houses you're basically going in to like get pranked and spooked (laughs) and scared and the joke is on you and you're willing to sign up to make that joke on you. So, okay. Okay. Sorry. No, I see that with you. <laughs> I do. The, the, to, to better just to use that analogy all the way through the, the two types of people are the people who go into the haunted house, fully buying into the concept, which are the people like me. And then there's the people who go into the haunted house to like impress their girlfriend and end up punching one of the staff in the face in the haunted house that's the other group of people who just like hate play these games because skill or whatever so uh besides that i played the new kirby demo which i it was too short for me to get into for honks and bonks so (laughs) i wanted to use that one uh i i will just say kirby good love kirby i don't think they can make a bad kirby if you like kirby kirby good if you don't like kirby i don't like you (laughs) <laughs> that's just how it works we Sorry. can do it once the actual game comes out i'm sure we'll yeah. both play it march 25th huge. it does have a two-player mode that we can oh, play cool. together on and so i will say one thing that weirds me out is kirby's always been about like you suck up enemies and you gain their power you absorb their power but now you can like half suck up cars and traffic cones and stuff and become a car kirby like the you still see the wheels, like like it's just a giant car in Kirby's mouth. Like he's like a hood over the car, and his little feet are sticking off the back still, and his eyes Wait, are on the front. Kirby's the a car. He can he can he can you he can drive a car by like like eating the top half of it, but like the wheels are still driving around them on the ground. Okay. I'm gonna have to show this to you off yeah. podcast because it's kind of incredible and also kind of unnerving okay yeah that's the vibe i'm getting so if you're not if you're not honking and bonking kirby what what are you gonna honk and bonk today i'm gonna honk and bonk a different demo that i played two two weeks ago um i think two weeks ago i have been playing so much elden ring that i just have not played any other games to honk and bonk and like i could do an older game but i would want to refresh my memory by playing it i wouldn't want to go into this like on 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 just memories alone for like a game that i haven't like link's awakening i played a whole lot of but i don't feel confident fully honking and bonking so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with diplomacy is not an option by door 407 um that's the company that made it if you want to look it up it is uh, are we getting into honks and bonks yeah i think it's yeah time. Okay. so as a All refresher right. a honk is for some reason a good thing uh, that we feel like about the game honk your horn as you drive they have honk if you like um yeah that's a tacos. very small case use like most of most car honks are bad so just but yes a honk we we are too deep in now a honk is a good thing a game design we like and a bonk is something we don't so much like which because i think bonk it with a little stick right that one bonk, I, bonk. I get that one so i'm gonna ride that until until like we literally get hate mail about how stupid it is and then i'll write it a little further and then maybe we'll think about changing it 
but but it's honks and bonks it's it's the premier segment of the show this is what people come here for so okay diplomacy is not an option it is a city building real-time strategy game which is one of my favorite genres i guess i i, I grew up on age of empires as like one of my earliest games and thus RTSs, real-time strategies kind of stuck to me. I've, I've played a lot since, and I generally get new ones as they come out and play them for at least a little bit. And then I've also been playing a lot of city builder games, which I count planet zoo as a city builder. Uh, it, it's kind of the same vibe, uh, banished rise to ruins. That's a game I should honk and bonk at some point actually i should refresh my memory because i played that one a ton but you know games where you build little cities and have little people to take care of the needs of oh black and white as a youth that was a game so anyways diplomacy is not an option is the one of the newer presentations of this genre it combines the city building and rts gameplay with uh like tower defense style defend your base and well, it's neither a honk nor a bonk, this demo that I played sort of made me realize that I'm not so much a fan of the continuous defense style of game. So every night, uh, a horde of monsters comes and attacks. So like during the day, you build up your defenses and get your army ready. And then there's also in this game, at least little camps around the map of monsters that you can like clear out and get resources and stuff the tension that the nightly attacks adds to the game actually just translates to i think some level of like anxiety for me which makes me l enjoy the game less so i'm so realizing is this, is this a bonk not i mean i can't honestly say that it's a bonk from like i guess an objective uh stance i guess it is a bonk for me i guess it's a bonk for me but i can see why this game element exists and i can see the value to like a normal person uh like the average game player probably wouldn't care but it, it's not a cozy game and i guess i'm looking for more cozy games when i'm city building these days even though like it's mostly real-time strategies where you like are aggressively attacking your enemy and attack is imminent at all times. For some reason, when it goes into a more city builder centric city builder centric game, that becomes a bonk. So yeah, I, I guess in general, I'm just saying that this game made me realize that this is a bonk for me, but I don't want to, I don't want to sell that as like, this is a bad game because of that, or you shouldn't like this game because of that. And I guess that's, that's a clarifying point we should make on honks and bonks, right? Like, this is our subjective opinions. Well, this I thought is a, that was obvious when it's I, like right, but I just don't want to get hate mail. You know, when I go, when I come in and say, "Hey, uh, Pokemon, I love the way that it holds my hand through every task." Like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think people assume that that you know they hear what we like and don't like. They can decide for themselves. And honestly, Fair. I would take any mail. Um, so you can send that mail to at make that game podcast at gmail.com <laughs> if you have any uh, suggestions, comments, questions, concerns. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us give us your mail and I guess send us hate mail so that, that uh, <laughs> we can see what's working and what's not. <laughs> and how sane the people who hate who who say something isn't working are. Um, all right, so honk. 
I like, I mentioned it, I like that there are little enemy camps on the map because it gives me something to do during the day besides just build up defenses. Like I get to patrol around and like see if there's any little enemy villages and shatter them and, you know, do something besides just I build tower, I build wall, I collect stone, I build new tower, I build five archers to put in tower. That's uh, other games in this sort of genre, I think, fall into that problem a little bit where daytime is boring, nighttime is stressful. And this is kind of helping, uh, what's the term? Lessen the gap? Whatever. Anyways, the tutorial was very strong in Diplomacy is Not an Option. It guided me exactly through what I needed to know, even though I already knew everything i don't think it gave me any new information that i couldn't just intuit from my previous knowledge and knowing like what kind of game this was but it did set it up like it, i could see how if i was a new player all of this would be super helpful um and i don't know if it was just the demo or even just the tutorial uh, i will say that it is a bonk that it seemed to not have a very expansive tech tree Based, based on purely the demo, uh, it didn't seem to have like a super expansive tech tree. So it looked like I could like, so a tech tree is technology tree. Like if you build this building, it unlocks your ability to use these units. Why or is that you, called a tech tree? Because mostly like it refers. You. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just curious because that's like... not prepared for this dissertation. <laughs> Okay. of going into the etymology here <laughs> but uh it, it kind of stems from a lot of games like you research technology it's called technology in the game so like oh okay so it's in game technology yeah yeah and so like building a barracks allows like you when to you build level up in um age of empires and you get you like gain a new century or whatever and you get to do that century stuff yes yes wow you're an age of empires expert <laughs> Not wow an expert, incredible but... but yeah that didn't seem super expansive i'm i gotta say i'm sure that it opens up outside of the demo but i'm just gonna say from what i saw in the demo it, it didn't seem like there was that much going on um so I could see that getting old fast just because there's there's not a whole bunch of new stuff to try out. But yeah, overall, thoughts on the game. Pretty positive. Not my cup of tea. I, I would suggest getting in on this game if you like city builders, if you like tower defenses, like if, if you're into that genre, definitely want to try out. And if the demo is still available, I'm not sure if that was just a temporary thing. I would just recommend everybody just try it out and see if it is their cup of tea. So yeah, that's my honks and bonks. How about you? Okay. What what are we're reviewing Chicory today? Yes. So yes, I'm gonna honk and bonk Chicory. So Chicory is um, an adorable game where the whole premise is that um, the world is colored in by wielders who wield the brush, and each wielder has a different art style. Uh, so there's like different styles throughout history and. Um, it's a very big job, obviously, to color in the world, but suddenly the world has lost all its color. So you play as the janitor of the wielder, basically, who finds the brush, 
um, and then has to like solve some mystery as to like what's going on, why'd the color leave, all this stuff, um, to put it simply. And I love it. Um, it took me a little bit to get into it, mostly because I went in the wrong direction first, which I'll <laughs> talk about in my box. Um, so Isaac oh, wow. helped me get unstuck, but. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It's a small bonk, but it was like getting me frustrated. And once that was unlocked, I haven't really been frustrated yet, which is again, which is pretty cool. Actually, like the fact that I haven't had to ask for help. I mean, I feel like every video game I play, I have to ask Isaac for help a lot. Um, and I'm a pro that- gamer. What can I say? Yeah, but this one, I haven't really just that one time, the first time. Actually, that's true. You even did that boss on your own. Yeah. So, I did not even have to like give suggestions. You just were on your own completely and just took it out. <laughs> so one of the, so that's my first talk is um, the way you ask for help within the game. So that's actually why I haven't had to ask Isaac to like help me puzzle things out. So it's a, incredibly adorable. And this is another reason I think I said last time, but it, it reminds me a lot of Link's Awakening in the way it's laid out and some of the ways you advance through the game. Um, And this is one of those ways where you can call someone for help. There's little phone booths across uh, the world. Uh, But the person you're calling are your parents, which is adorable. And your mom is the first one who you'll talk to. And she's going to give you some like vague advice, like, oh, like maybe look in this area, like, and she'll be like, sweetie, like, it's okay. Like, I think just focus on this and you'll be fine. Right. It's very cute. And then so, she's like, wait, does she always give you advice? Like if you're lost, you can just go talk to her or like, is yes. she the Ulrira to, yes. to, okay, nice. Yeah. So you call, whenever you call at a phone booth, it'll be your mom. And then, but then oh. she'll be like, oh, oh, your dad wants to get on the phone, but he's a little more, he, he, he could go on and on and on. Do you want to talk to your dad? And so if you say yes, he'll give you like literal specific instructions about like two screens left of where you are now, you're going (laughs) to see this path, go up that path, like literally like step-by-step on like, here's how to get to your next point. I think this is brilliant. Not only because I relate with my mom and dad, I feel like they're a very similar dynamic of like, mom will just tell you like the basics and then dad's going to talk for two hours. Love you both. If you're listening. Um, but also hopefully they're listening but also because it gives you like the choice of how much or how little um help you want and I think in like a cute in-game way so I think that's just brilliant because often I do want like I think I've mostly used the dad's advice because usually I get the general concept like I understand what needs to be done but I am just either completely lost in the map and don't know what's going on or like cannot figure out like what ability I'm supposed to use to do something, you know? So it's just like, that's, I just find it so incredibly helpful to be able to choose which advice I want and then have the option to choose more advice because with the Ulrira thing, which is the one in Link's Awakening, it's usually more vague where it's like, generally I understood what they told me. I I need more, (laughs) I need more help than that. (laughs) Um, And so that lets me be really independent with this game. But I also, again, I like that, like, if it was someone who's more like Isaac plays a lot of games, they wouldn't, even if they wanted a little hint, they wouldn't have to get the super specifics. They could still solve it on their own. So I think that's just absolutely perfect. The other thing I really like is that you can make the art look really bad. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a honk. That's a honk. I think it's so fun. Like <laughs> it all looks terrible. Like I, in mine, I think you could probably spend a lot of time and like create 
because you can create your own brushes and like all this stuff and you could get so detailed and blah, blah, blah. But you can also just literally color everything one thing or like swipe over things. They look terrible. Um, there's art classes you make and then your paintings get like hung up around town and they just look like mine just look like trash. I think it's Amazing. hilarious. It's just, I, I really have fun making everything look bad and they totally let you make it bad. And they're just like, Ooh, like nice job. Like there's no, even though you're coloring things in, there's really no, that's not part of the game in like a, a game sense. It's more just an extra. So like I could literally stand on a screen and color it for an hour if I wanted to for fun, or I could just color the parts I need to color in order to use the game mechanics. Cause you can like swim through your paint and sometimes you need to color trees to make them grow all the, you know, like there's so mechanics involved in coloring. Um, but I could just do it for mechanics and then move on. Or I could spend however long I wanted making it beautiful. Like it's, I love it. I love that. That's, um, flexible. Okay. Do the mechanics kind of point you towards making things like decently nice like so no. you said that you can swim through paint is that just like you could smear paint anywhere and swim through it or is it like they will generally set up like say a map has an area where you need to use that ability will they make it so that the area that you paint to swim through kind of makes sense for it no if you if I mean, you painted it nicely no oh okay. like like most areas when i got that ability i just would use the dump bucket and just dump it all one color so I could swim through the whole thing. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of thinking like if they set it up so like, and I'm not sure if this is how it works, like if green paint had a certain effect and they usually made green paint paint effect most appropriate when you apply it to like tree leaves oh, yeah, no, or no, grass, no. like that would no. kind of be, be a cool little feature that would kind of encourage like so naturally. See that's cool. But I also would see that as a bonk if that were the case, because I like that I can make the trees purple and there's no consequence. I can do whatever <laughs> okay. I want. I can do whatever I want. And I think that's part of it because it's your own style. They talk about that a lot in the game. It's very sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. I like the way the art isn't like the paint itself is part of the mechanic, but the colors or the way you paint is absolutely not. And I think that's mm -hmm. fun. Um, all right. And then the last honk I have, I mean, again, I love this game. These are just kind of specifics I narrowed in on is everyone's name is food. <laughs> it's really cute. Perfect. Um, to ask you your, what you want your name to be in the game. They don't say that. They just say, what's your favorite food? And then that's your name. So, uh, I I'm playing as Mac and cheese, which barely fit, but I made it work with an ampersand and, uh, it's great. So I love that. All right. Into the box, though. There have to be some box. I, you know, there doesn't have to be Yakuza series. The <laughs> Yakuza series does exist. To be fair, you're the one who told me that there's got to be some box when I started playing this game. And I was like, I don't know how to bonk it. <laughs> um, yes, but I do not apply. Do not dare apply that to Yakuza. <laughs> so, so my don't bonk, use my own words against me. <laughs> my my first and most important bonk is the battling bosses. So unlike Link's Awakening, there are no smaller bosses throughout the world. Like if I'm exploring a cave, there's going to be puzzles. Like there's going to be things I have to figure out, but there's no, like, no one's attacking me. I don't attack people. Like I don't have attacks. There's, there's no like little, little monsters, little gremlins or anything. Little right. octopuses shooting rocks at you on the beach. Right. There's nothing like that. So I okay. don't have, and I don't have, because of that, I don't have life or like hearts or anything like that. Um, okay. I just kind of move about the world. Most of the gameplay is about puzzles and not about 
like battling. So, but at the end of each chapter, which is how they differentiate the levels, there's a boss battle, which because I haven't battled anything is very confusing. And you, you were congratulating me for just taking that on, but I honestly don't even know what I did or how I beat it, which is my bomb. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like there's, it's a really unclear how to battle the bosses. And it also, there's no health bar on either you or the boss as you play. So it's like also really unclear. Like, am I getting damaged? Like how damaged am I? Like what attacks are hitting and what's not like, it's like super ambiguous. Um, I don't even understand when I die and come back because there's no like life, um, mechanic, I guess. And so like, there was one point where I like quote unquote died. And the game was like, do you want to increase your like hit points? You can do this in settings. And I'm like, I guess, I don't know. Like I didn't even know (laughs) I had hit points, like what's going on. So what basically what it feels like is like, because what you do to like battle is you use the paint to like tap different areas. Basically it's like not that, you know, you kind of have to figure out specifics, I guess, but it's, it's not that detailed. And then like, you just do that until it's over. It doesn't feel like I could ever lose, I guess. Like there's no, it's not very satisfying. It just feels like something I have to get through to keep going. Whereas all the other puzzles I feel like are really in depth and like thought through and cool. Okay. Uh, so I wonder, so you said that there's a, a options menu that lets you change your HP. Maybe there is a difficulty slider that you could make it make make it more difficult or- Well, I don't think I want that because like I- wasn't doing well, I guess, when it was more difficult. Or so the problem's like, not necessarily that it's difficult, it's that it's unclear. I don't even know how difficult it is because I can't tell how I'm doing. Okay. Like, Whereas I don't know if, if I die, I don't know counters. if I come back. Yeah, it's very confusing. I wonder if, is it something goofy, but not goofy, but like, is it like the paint on your brush fades or like the expression on Chick, uh, or Chickory's not your character, uh, no. on mac and cheese <laughs> changes and that represents no, your so health like, or something? You can't even change your, your paint color when you're battling. Like, I don't know. I mean, I could pay closer attention, I guess, but it doesn't seem to be so far. And I've, I'm on like chapter five or six. Like it does not seem to be anything specific. Like I just started fighting with my heart brush because it looks like a little heart because I think it's funny it doesn't seem to do anything different than anything else. <laughs> so Graphics. that's the biggest bonk it's like I just don't like the, the battles seem pretty useless or like pointless because they just don't require anything from me <laughs> besides okay. tapping the screen okay so unengaging battles yeah mm. oh and also I just want to say real quick another honk uh, and this is what our our listener who told us about this game mentioned is um this is a switch game and though you can play with just the controllers this really takes a lot of advantage of the switch touchscreen so you can paint with your finger on the touchscreen which is really fun which i have not actually played a game that takes advantage of the twitch touch or the switch touchscreen yeah. a whole lot so or I think- maybe i have but like it's such a optional mode of play like i don't even play with the handheld I play on yeah, the big screen, we so did maybe it. that's the problem. The one, um, the only other one I can think of is um, the new Super Mario that we got. Does did it that for... use the touch screen? Yeah, but we usually were playing it in two parties, so we had to use the like Z, L, whatever. I don't know. I hated it. But when you do it on touch screen, it's much easier for me. <laughs> oh, okay. But you have to play it solo to do that. So um, anyway, back to the bonks. Um, yes. This is a small bonk, but... There's only four colors per area. So like (gasps) each time you go to like a new town, 
you use a different palette, but it's only four colors in that palette. And so you, that's all you got. That's all you got. Okay. And I kind of like the minimalism, but I feel like we could do six maybe colors just to like liven things up. Okay. Cause I've got houses to accent. paint. I got trees to paint. I got outfits of other people to paint. Like, come on. Yeah. I also wish, and maybe there is a way to do this and I just haven't unlocked it or figured it out yet, but that I could like, once I unlock a new palette by going to a new area, like that I could access that no matter where I am would be kind of cool. But I also like that they give each area a kind of a vibe because when you paint it with that palette, it's like a different vibe. So I don't know if that would be good, but anyway, then my final bonk is that sometimes the travel screen is too fast. I don't know how else to say that, but like I'm going like a screen up. It's very easy for me because I'm trying to like stay kind of back to like get my bearings, right? Like I want to like see what's up there if I've never been there before. Yeah. And then, but if I'm too close to that bottom screen, I just go right back down. <laughs> this happens a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. It just seems very sensitive at the edges, I guess is what it is. So I just like find myself accidentally going back and forth quite a bit. So that's it. Oh. That's yeah. Okay. Well, hey, that sounds like a pretty good game. And the bonks were extremely minor, I think. Well, okay. I will say unsatisfactory battles, although yeah. it doesn't sound like they have a lot of battles. That um, That's probably overall a pretty big bonk. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think to fix it, it would be having more battles. I think that's what makes it cool. And like Link's Awakening, you're basically training as you go through areas by, by battling smaller villains, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. had that as like part of it, that some areas had these smaller villains and you have to learn to use your paint to defeat them, then you could work up to this bigger battle. But when it's just one battle per level and everything else is just chilling and yeah. like exploring, do, then it's very weird. Do the puzzles have anything to do with the major boss battle? Like do the puzzles indirect, is it is it kind of like Karate Kid? Like, oh, I don't see how washing a car has to do with karate battling. No. And then at so, the end, you're like, oh, it clicks. Not really, no. Oh, okay. Um, it's more, that would be awesome. That would are, be, that would be cool. They are thematic. So, like, the they help tell the story of the game. Okay. But the way you battle doesn't. So, like, as you, I don't want to give too much away, but each boss kind of increases in not difficulty, but drama. Okay. <laughs> so I do, but I think that's part of why the battles are unsatisfying because they feel like they're just there for story and you just have to get through it so you can get the story that it's not actually gameplay is how it feels. It's more like oh. a, like an, like a, like a an interactive piece. cut scene. Okay. <laughs> like it's not anyway. All right. But I do love the game. So I would highly, highly recommend super fun, super relaxing. The music is great too. Yep. It's good stuff. And then that one was also, that one was a, a, a listener recommendation, right? Yes. Yep. A so you two can recommend games for us to play. If you want to hear the, the deep cuts, the honks and the bonks, we'll do that for you. Yes, send you us will. an email, send us a tweet, send us an Instagram DM. Uh, I, you can do that. Yes, on, yes you, you can. You can okay. do that. Yes. Yes. I control the Twitter, not the, Inst I don't know how Instagram <laughs> works, but uh, yeah. that we'll see. I'm getting ahead of myself. That's that's for the plug section at the end. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what about you? So so we're moving I have on. A I pitch. think. Yeah, to the game pitch segment. So what game are you pitching today? I I have a game idea, and I'm gonna pitch this to you. You, I, I'm gonna ask if you want to be the publisher for this. Oh, if you wanna okay. if you want to invest. Wait, in this me game. or or anyone listening? You, or... anyone listening? I'm trying to add like a little story, a little background okay, okay, to these okay. pitch sessions. All right, got it. I'm, got I'm, it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm immersing. Uh -huh. I'm immersing. Got it. I'm making a character arc here, mm -hmm. story arc. So, 
reverse Tetris book stacking game. Oh, God. I do not have a name for this, but I feel like a name comes easily. So you think about that. But basically, (laughs) you are a character. You have so many books. You constantly are buying books. And you're constantly getting book orders. Like people are delivering books to your house and you have to stack them on your bookshelves. Uh, You gain bonus points for stacking books. So this is a half thought out mechanic. I will express this beforehand. I, I myself am struggling to figure out how exactly to fully implement this. The basic level is, so in Tetris, you have different shapes and those key in together and that kind of adds the depth to the gameplay this wouldn't have any of that this would just this would have shelves you would be placing books on shelves books are generally going to be the same size although there is a or they're they're always going to be the same shape i guess you could play with the size if you have different size shelves that could add a layer of organization depth to the game but for the most part i was thinking Books of the same color go together. That oh, no. color being a shorthand for something. So like green books with green books. If you fill an entire shelf with green books, you get a point multiplier. Okay. So you've Whereas... accidentally, can I? Oh. Because you've accidentally stumbled upon an act- a very, a very contentious debate within the bookish community um, by making it color-based because people have really strong feelings one way or the other about whether or not to organize your books by color or by like author or title. Well, Um, so I wanted, (laughs) so this is the part that, that, that this is the reason I said it was half thought out because I also wanted to give an additional multiplier based on genre Mm -hmm. and an additional multiplier based on series. However, I didn't know how to quickly express that kind of information with a small book right. that's probably only a couple pixels on your screen. I just think like, it's funny because like a lot of people are either very for or very against um, basically rainbow books in the sense of like, it's so useless in finding what book you want that like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just for the aesthetic. But then some people are like, obviously very into that aesthetic. So and anyway, so I think that would like, it's just interesting. It's just an interesting mechanic that you've stumbled upon. Yeah, and so I will say this is purely just from a game design point. <laughs> it, it seemed like colors was the only way to kind of group books together in communicable information. Yeah, like as a as a user experience, I couldn't figure out how to do title or genre, and I think that you could stack them together. Like, if you have a book with a gold stripe, like you mm-hmm. have a red book with a gold stripe. Uh, the gold stripe might signify that it is a certain genre. Uh, so I kind of like this because, you, yeah, you could put like all gold stripes together or all red books together and you have to decide like how you're doing it. And then when you get new ones, it's like, oh, crap, like I made a bad choice. Like, yeah, I like so, that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you get points for completing a shelf. Uh, but you do if so normally Tetris, you fail when the when the blocks get to the top. But since blocks aren't falling down, they're kind of piling up, you fail when the the unsorted book pileup gets too high mm-hmm. to a certain point. So let's say the books stack up and maybe they teeter. And then when they get to the point of just falling down and causing a mess, that is the that's the game over. So like you can't spend too long organizing these books, thinking about it. You can't just be like, okay, gold, uh, is this gonna go in the red shelf? 
or is this going to go in the gold shelf, blah, blah, blah. You have to like quickly sort these out before things stack up too much. And you are constant. Let me be clear. You are constantly getting book deliveries because you are the <laughs> book friend. So all your friends are constantly buying you books. You have all these book orders that you bought online. Uh, you're, you're getting gifts all the time. It's, it's, so it's nuts. You're, you're just getting hundreds and hundreds of books. And you you got to put them all in. Just got to put them on your shelves, fill up your shelves. You, you win the level slash game when you completely fill a shelf without the books falling over or when you completely fill all of your bookcases. And then that gives you your score and your, your goal is to get the highest score. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like is, it. That's your pitch. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, I think, so my first reaction, cause I absolutely hate Tetris was like, oh my God, I would never play this game. But by <laughs> making it about books, you've somehow made Tetris appealing to me, which I think is a feat. So I congratulate yeah. you on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow. I've done it. So you will invest in my game. It'll cost about <laughs> $6 million to make. Yeah. I don't think I have that money to start <sighs> you off. But, uh, you know, I thought you were a publisher I could trust. <laughs> All right. I'm taking off my uh, developer hat. And okay. I'm putting on my publisher hat. Okay. I'm ready to hear any pitch that you've got. Hit sure. me with it. All right. Here's my pitch. Drum roll. So that's actually not. Oh, the title. I was just thinking for you, like something that's like in the stacks or like stack and stacks because books are called stacks like the stack and stacks is a name that I like. <laughs> but in in a completely different context of it being like like a name that you would put on the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> I would release a game called Stack and Stacks, but I would also understand why that game is not making me money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this one I also don't have a very good title for. Um, we are yeah. not a titles. Rapid fire round is going to go great. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Maybe that will that will spark something. But it's um, Project <laughs> Runway: The Game, basically. Oh. So maybe I'll come up with a better title as we go. But I need I, to. Yeah, I think you need to buy a license to use yeah. that one. <laughs> well, yeah, but you said you said we could make games based off of like other other IP. So. You asked that last night, right? Yeah. I but thought I, you were. I no, thought you, you were okay. asking if we could. Uh, like yes well I am I am take no. Tetris and right. expand it which is what I'm doing but okay okay but you also said because once I was really stuck this was like weeks ago and you're like just make like a, a Harry Potter game or like like you said that okay as fair. advice so uh, using my own words against me again yes, wow, and this what is, is also this? these games will never be made so I don't have to worry about licensing. that's true um yes. but the idea is like so okay so this is based on a game called Barbie Fashion Show, which was a PC game that I played, or like it came out in 2004. I played it around then, um, which was basically Project Runway, the game. Like it, it had the same mechanics. So, for those of you who don't know Project Runway, you have a bunch of designers, they get weekly challenges on like what to make, like make an outfit that tells, like shows who you are as a designer, or like uses only plants, or you know, that was a real one. That was <laughs> okay, my favorite. Like that was real one of my plants. Yeah, real plants. It was so funny because so they have two days usually to make the dresses and they all like started day one and then day two, like half of the dresses had wilted. Ooh. It was super hilarious. Anyway, that's that's a season one throwback. Um, anyway, so that's the idea. Part. And then at the end, like whoever's still left gets to make a full collection. So this game, Barbie Fashion Show, um, I think it has a different like it has a couple different editions. I don't really know which one I played. Um, 
you could, it's similar. So it was like make wedding dresses and you'd make three wedding dresses. You get to pick your models and they walk the runway. Um, however, make is in kind of quotes because you obviously don't have a lot of choices. This is like not a super in-depth PC game. So you could pick like an outline of a dress and you'd pick like a pattern to put over it and then, and then they'd wear it. Hmm. Okay. On the runway, but I found it very fun. I was really into this game, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't mine. It was a friend had it. So I didn't get to play it as much as I would have liked. <laughs> uh, and we had to take turns designing. So I never got to make my own collection. So what you're saying is we got to find this game and get it for you at, in, in your adult time when you can be the only one playing. I don't think it'll want. work on current computers, but uh, uh, anyway. there's emulators. We <laughs> could right. get DOS box. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's kind of that. So I think I see this kind of like that mixed with Guitar Hero because, well, not Guitar Hero, um, specifically Rock Band, where like you play shows, you you rank up the Rock Band life. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I really like that game. I'll have to honk and bonk it sometime. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so basically it's going to be like a way more cool a cooler version of Barbie fashion show. So you get challenges and you need to create outfits that fit those challenges. And it would be a similar concept but i think with more customizable options as far as creating the actual garments um with maybe uh some elements of like pick it like you like maybe budget elements like the actual show has where you have to like buy fabric within a certain budget okay um, and you only have that would add an interesting oh sorry. right and like you only oh that's true that it's just another part of that is like you only have a certain amount of fabric to work with so if you cut a skirt and you hate it you got to make it better because you can't just mad magic new fabric into into existence Ooh, i um, like that it adds <laughs> a little risk reward scenario right um so and then you'd get points based on a couple things so i was thinking how close the outfits are to the challenge so like if you had to make a green like only use the color green and like everything you have is green then you'd get major points if you had like a blue belt lose points um originality which i don't know how the game would decide but maybe based on like i don't know how do you like unlikely combinations of outfits or um using a lot of embellishments or un unexpected fabrics or something like that and so then how how would you define an unexpected fabric so I, I guess I there would be that's like a what database i'm not sure yeah so like okay it might be by like play testing over and over with people or surveys. I don't know. That's not okay. I'm not sure, but I, I want something like that. Or it could be based on real life, like based on like how many dresses use this fabric versus this one, right? Oh, here's an idea. Neural Network watches every episode of, of Project Runway. Runway. Yes. <laughs> and then it categorizes when the judges say that's unexpected and like what the challenge was and then yeah. boom the game no, I like that I is like an that ai system yes <laughs> okay yeah that's it and then also how you use accessories so um in project runway the show the accessory wall is a big part of it and like you'll get usually usually it doesn't make or break your outfit but you do get like judged on if the shoes look good with it like how are you styling your look and so this would be like this way you can't just ignore accessories like if you just put someone in a dress and be like bye like you'll lose points if you don't have any accessories um but i don't it wouldn't be a huge point value but i do want it to be part of how you're like gaining points um so then how how you kind of advance is you'd have to get for each level you'd have to get a certain score um to pass the level and if you don't you'd have to do that level over again before you can like move on because it's not actually going to be eliminated because then like if you get eliminated then what like you're not playing a game <laughs> it's not fun that's not a fun game that 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 would be just a game over and right. you have to 
start all the way from. So I think it's just you you have to make a certain point level for each garment like challenge. Um, and then by the at the end, you would get to do a collection and your collection would be judged based on the same things and also how cohesive it is, which would be based on fabric choice, colors and things like that, uh, silhouettes. And then um, you'd have different fashion show arenas. So like, ooh, we could do a fashion show at this waterfall or like a fashion show in the zoo or like a fashion, you know, you could like really do you get bonus points for matching to the theme of the arena. I think you should. I think that's a good yes. idea. Yes. I think for okay, sure. Okay, good, good. Um, <laughs> and then I also want a wide selection of models that you can choose from. So obviously Barbie fashion show did not really have this. Like you could pick like black hair Barbie or blonde hair Barbie. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, just like you could like, like all different genders and body types to like, just be, make it more fun and diverse. And that's the fashion show game. Nice. Okay. Well, I will give you $3.4 million for this. <laughs> well, it's too bad because I don't know how to make a game. So it's not gonna, that's not gonna go very far. You don't know how to make a game? No. How, how'd you get on this podcast? How'd you get hired for this role? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Ah, oh, geez. Ah, goodness. All right. All right. Well, that was a, <laughs> that was an interesting game. Thank you for pitching that to me. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for the rapid fire round? I am. That is my favorite part, I will I'm not. say. Okay, well, let's just quickly explain. <laughs> in rapid fire, we have five minutes to come up with a completely new game idea. This is live on tape. Um, I click a link to a random word generator. We get three words. I try not to forget them like I did two weeks ago. <laughs> because, um, no, we do have to close it because for some reason, it makes the audio quality go worse. weird. I don't know. Moving on. So we'll generate three random words. We have to come up with a game based on those words that feature at least a little bit of each word. And we're going to do that three times. So are you ready for our first three words? Yes. Da, 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 da. Here they are. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. No. <laughs> I, I've got a, I forgot right. that I do the timer. I forgot that I do the timer. Okay. I'm ready. I'm, tell me when to start. Okay. Start. Okay. Guest worth metal. Okay. Okay. All right, so I instantly think of a hotel. I do not I know too. where the metal goes in. Yes, yeah. Um, but I don't want this to be B and B again, you know. No, oh, no. you're right. I mean, um, we can do other things, but I mean, that was my first. Watching... I was like, <laughs> yeah, we both thought of hotels. We've been watching uh, Inventing Anna a lot. That's that's where the hotel idea I think came from immediately. Um, so it's like a rich, well, worth, yeah. So it, it could yeah. be like a very fancy hotel. Yes. Still don't know how the metal comes in unless you are a hotel that uh, specifically tailors to metal bands. Okay. Well, I think that's fun. That kind of goes to rock band, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can bring it back around. But let okay. me see. Okay. Wait, but let's see what else metal could mean. Well, it could be for iron miners. I don't know yeah. where guest comes into that because like when you do iron mining or gold mining, like you you have to evaluate the worth so that comes into it i i don't know where guest comes in so that that's the problem i can get two out of three words yeah multiple okay. times metal well so metal is also gold well yeah that's what i just said yeah but i'm thinking like that's also rich people oh wait here's the metal okay hotel you have gold platinum uh, you have like silver, gold, and platinum to your guests, and you have to cater to their needs, like like their their relative worth as guests. 
is indicated by which metal they're associated to, which mm -hmm. precious metal. Uh, and you have to allocate customer happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, you, well, you, you allocate like staff and resources and stuff according to customer tier, but also have to keep their happiness in mind because like you might have a silver guest who thinks that they're gold tier or even <laughs> platinum tier. Okay, yeah. But like if you give them platinum tier services, that costs more for the hotel for less relative benefit. And you might accidentally use your your platinum tier resources. Then a platinum tier guest comes in and you can't allocate appropriate resources and they leave super unhappy. And because they're platinum tier, that's a bigger hit to your hotel's reputation mm -hmm. than... Um, than if a silver guest left unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that took me so long to remember the word. <laughs> so anyways, the name for this yeah. is the, I, I, dang it. I had a joke, but I realized that the joke was just me literally naming it the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> yeah, but I like, don't think we can do that. because that, that also, name. No, and also the Cecil it does not is not a wealthy person. No, that uh, was the joke. Okay. That was the funny I was okay. making. That was the funny it was a joke product. just for me. I thought it was good. Okay, so okay. I mean, we've got a solid game idea here. It's it, it's a hotel simulator for the super rich and wealthy. We I think we just need a game or a name, and we a have name, a yeah. minute and thirty seconds to come. Oh up God. With that. Okay. Uh, hotel. Hotel. Hotels. Uh, check in. Check out. Concierge. Check into my heart. Mm, that's not the game. I like it though. <laughs> uh for like yeah that could be like a dating sim in a hotel that would be fun um room keys keys check in turn around turn over turn down turn up <laughs> okay all right uh, turn up yes no 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 uh oh boy how much time we have, left? We have less than a minute Oh gosh! And I'm not coming up with anything. I've got nothing. I don't Ho know hotel, about the hotel. Hotel room. stories. Hotel stories. That's yeah, a, we need to we need to play up the glam. We need to play up the high life. Um, hotel hotel high life. Okay. Oh, hotel high life. Boom. Bam. There we go. Alliteration <laughs> bonus points. Alliteration works. There we go. We did it. I'm ready for our next three. Start okay. the timer. Starting. Hook. Spell rack okay okay first two thoughts which that goes fishing or oh, yeah. or murderer like the the story of the hook on the car oh like that classic uh -huh. spooky story um but your magic this time okay i i i think fishing witch is much cooler fishing witch is much better who likes murderers everybody loves witches that's the yeah. thing i like so, fishing witch it's also fun to say that's um, just the title fishing witch fishing witch yep we got the title early which is great we need a little more mechanics though i think so i assume that it's going to be a lot like animal crossing you're just a witch who lives by a stream in the woods and you spend your time Ooh. fishing yeah and you can like collect materials and craft like different potions that will help attract different kinds of fish and things like yep. that and for me the rack element would be maybe selling the fish oh yeah 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 you sell it to the forest denizens which are like fun goblins yeah. and yeah. bears and yeah. stuff 
but like they're all friendly like i don't i don't think that there should be combat in this cute fishing witch no. game no you're collecting materials you're making potions to attract different types of fish you're going to different water locations in the forest like there's there's like a pond that has certain fish there's a a, a creek that has specific fish there might be for a those lake of you, um in different regions a, cr- a creek yeah you know well okay now we won't get into that so anyways <laughs> we don't have time for that fishing witch the cute fishing sim yeah that's done that Boom. yeah we that's that's two minutes there's got to be outfits in it too You've oh of get course there's outfits outfit. yeah it's a fishing sim what else are you, there's there's customizable fishing rods and there's cute outfits let's Come on. <laughs> obviously, obviously. All right, all right. Are we ready for our final rapid fire? Yes. Game? Start that timer. Started. The words are substitute. Okay. Genetic. We've had that oh, word before. Yeah, actually. we have. And wording. What is wording? Like if I said, oh, the wording of this paragraph uh, is very flowery. Okay. All right. Okay. So what I'm thinking of is this is a typing game okay yeah yeah but it has uh like you can change so before you well maybe it's not a typing game but so a genetic code appears as a sentence in front of you Mm -hmm. and you can substitute let's say adjectives or nouns within the (laughs) sentence and that affects the creatures that come out no i like this and this also would help I, i see this as almost an educational game because you could use it to teach like parts of speech and create cool characters while you're learning. Okay. Yes. So I, okay. So I kind of am seeing it presents itself as like a Mad Libs. So yeah. it, it, it gives you a list of words that you can swap out. And like it highlights the words in the initial genetic code, which is like a paragraph or sentence. Um, and it tells you what type of word it is, but it doesn't tell you what the substitution words are. Well, I think so. I maybe think that to, to teach, to better teach parts of speech, because I think that's like the best way to make this game kind of like useful, I guess. Mm-hmm. You would not tell what type of word it is, but you'd have a word bank. So you have to pick like, you have to pick an adjective to swap with the adjective or else your creature will not come out. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So you're saying don't even say like the, the initial word that you're substituting. Don't even well, say, I would say what I would type say highlight is. the ones you could substitute, but yes. you won't say what type. So that- Okay. In order to make, and like, obviously like whatever word you pick will change the creature, but in order to make anything that actually works as a creature, you have to pick the right words and that'll teach you as you play what an adjective is, what a noun is, all those things. Okay. And then maybe there could be even a challenge mode. Like, like the basic educational gameplay is just, it kind of like gives you stuff and like, it'll uh, give you an ugly monster. If, if you fail, if you miss like every every like replaceable word is a certain feature and like it'll come out ugly if you do the wrong one and if you get all of them wrong it gives you like a totally ugly creature and it's like (laughs) hey try again yeah uh i i think that the ugly creatures should still be like funny ugly so it doesn't like just feel bad when you fail no i think that's good i think it yeah but But it'll be like oops (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh and then like no consequence for failure. It's just like, oops, try again. Try try yeah. to create a uh, the creature. This is this is I think the first game we well, I guess the the other genetic game could be for kids, but this is like very express, explicitly yes. for kids, which I this think is for like about. young kids learning grammar. So like the challenge mode would be like, hey, we want a monster with 
specific features. Um, so like, hey, we want a scary monster. So you like, not only do you have a word bank, but you have to pick like the scariest adjective to swap for an adjective. And maybe there are already scary adjectives in it. So you also have to think like, oh, do I want to swap this word? Like, do I want to swap creepy for fluffy from the word bank? Or do I want to keep that? Like, you don't have to swap every word. And like, that's, that's the challenge mode. That's like, for once you've gotten the hang of it, these are for the older slash more advanced kids, I guess, mm -hmm. trying to challenge themselves who picked up the concepts quick. Yeah. So what's the name of this game? We have a minute left. Okay, so the name is thesaurus no i guess i kind of like that because the monsters the genetic yeah. monsters could be dinosaurs the only and you reason are... i stepped back is because i was like well you're not really like coming up with definitions synonyms. yeah synonyms okay but i don't know who cares <laughs> yeah well hmm what's what's hmm it's mostly about grammar right right yes so grammar is there like a synonym? We have 30 seconds left. Is there a synonym for like monsters or creatures that starts with a G? Grammar okay. goons. Grammar goons. All right, we did it. Grammar goons. Boom. Grammar 20 goons. seconds left. Woo. All right. I think we did a good job. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Um, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at make that game pod. And then on our email at make that game. No, that's not an at. At our email. <laughs> that's not how emails work. Make that game podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us anything uh, your heart desires. But we specifically <laughs> prefer. Uh, we would like to hear your game ideas. We could do a little mini pitch sesh. sesh. Yeah. If we like your game idea, we, we can read it on air. We like to hear rapid fire round suggestions. If you've yes, got if you three, three words, words that you want to challenge us with, send those in. Uh, we want to hear refutations of our honks and slash or bonks. We want to hear uh, what I said wrong about Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, and tell me I'm a scrub and I need to get good and learn to play the game better. And we want to hear how much you love the cute things that we say and do. Yeah. So feel free to uh, interact with us. And thank you so much for listening. If you liked a game you heard today, we hope that you'll make that, that idea. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> that was the worst one we've ever done. All right. Let's start again. Cut that one. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for listening. And if you heard an idea today that you liked, we hope you'll take that idea and make, make that, that game. game. Bum bum ba dum bum ba dum bum 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 ba dum bum ba bum. That's that's my song I made. Mean.